I'm just the only 19 year old. And he goes, literally comes up to me. He goes, are you a climber? And I'm like, yes, sir. I have my harness right here. He goes, good. Put that shit in the fucking truck. You're not going to climb until you're ready to climb. I'm like, but, 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 but my job says tower climber. <laughs> it says it on there. You're but like, I, the one thing I know how to do, sir, is climb. Yeah. I'm like, it's the only thing I know how to do. And you're going to fucking take that away from me. But I'm glad that he did that because what he did was he showed me the whole civil side first. Mm. So I got to learn the whole bottom side before I even saw anything on the top. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I got to know the equipment, what it does, what it talks to, uh, how it's set up, why it's set mm-hmm. up the way it is. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Feeding Curiosity. I'm your host, Eric Wenzel, as always. Feeding Curiosity is a podcast that explores the the precarious human experience, and we challenge each and every one of you to think, question, and synthesize wherever your curiosity takes you. And in today's episode, we are joined by Eric Herrera. Eric Herrera is one of my oldest friends, and for one thing, he is a tower climber for cell phone service. And in the process of getting ready for this episode, it kind of hit me that people like Eric are the ones that help keep the benefits of this modern world alive for all of us. And it's this thankless and often dangerous job that people choose to do that has to get done where tower climbing is you're climbing hundreds and hundreds of feet or you're on top of a rooftop. And so if an accident happens, it's going really, really sideways. And it didn't even hit me until after this conversation was over and I was talking or going over the, the, the setup for this episode. And I was like, wow, this is something we just take for granted. And it's really interesting. Eric shares many stories in his time as a tower climber. He started about 19 years old and was off and on for the last six years or so. And now he's back into that. And now he highlights his journey as he becomes a mentor and he has shown the industry of climbing growing and then how technology is changing around that and then on on top of that we get into just mentality of just hard work and initiative it's a very awesome experience to be able to have close to friends of mine like eric come on here at different intervals and see their growth and i don't think many of them even notice it and i hope in this episode if you go listen to his first episode which was episode 13 this is 62 crazy i highly recommend it go and listen to the difference in how Eric has grown. And I think it's pretty apparent. So with that long-winded introduction, everyone, please enjoy my conversation with Eric Herrera. Cheers, bro. Oh, yeah, let's do it. Bam. Cheers, bro. I wish we had the beer opening sound. Mm. Well, Eric, the other Eric, it's been a while since you've been on the show. It has. Like almost... 30 episodes or something like that. I think the last one you were on was with Jordan. So Yeah, when a we were lot. talking shit to each other. Yeah. It was way more tame than I expected it to be. <laughs> it was. It was. <laughs> you, you were out of energy that day, I think. <laughs> Probably. One of those days. But <clears throat> yeah, a lot has changed since then. Um, so yeah. So you're back into tower climbing. I before, did transition back into my career. Which is dope. I'm loving it. Yeah. Every single day. Except I'm loving it, but like I want towers. You yeah, know what I mean, just working in in the city of Chicago, it sucks because they're all rooftop sites. Yeah, and like maybe we get like the monopoles, which are the like the smallest towers. Okay, but it's easier work than towers. So I'm how not... tall are the like the average? Mm, 
Anywhere from like 60 to 100 feet. Okay. So that's not actually that. It's not that daunting, but it's decent. No. What were, what were you working on before, just for context for Ooh, all of them? Towers mainly. So, like I said, I'm yeah, mainly doing rooftops. Um, I was working on towers before. I would, I think my highest was 450. <gasps> and then it pretty much averaged around 300. Jesus. Yeah. That's legit. And also terrifying at the same <clears throat> time. Does it bother you at all? No, it doesn't. I, <laughs> I love the adrenaline. I chase the rush so bad. It's like, and like, th that's why I love towers too. Cause like I can just put my positioner on and mm -hmm. just hang off the tower whenever I want. Get that nice, good breeze. You know, they have the fucking sun in my face. You crazy. I love it. Dude, love it, it. like I see your Snapchats every so often and you're, you're like up in the air. And you're like, have your phone out. He's like, yeah, I'm just going to take a video 360. Like, yeah. what's up? I'm just in my brain. I'm like, if I did some stupid shit like that, I'd be like in the moment. I'm like, oh, and there goes my phone. It's just <laughs> all the way down to the ground. There's a definitely, there's <laughs> definitely a certain grip. So if you can see, I have my pinky under underneath <laughs> the phone. I have my thumb going all along the right side. And my three fingers are just great. This is what I do. Literally, I don't pull the the button on the yeah. on the glass for Snapchat. I just hold the button on the, like the, the lock button, yeah, or the, the or the the volume buttons, oh, yeah. and I literally just do that. I'm like, hey, here I am. <laughs> Fucking, I'm like gripping my phone. <laughs> You're gorilla grip over there. Yeah, really. Because I'm just imagining. I'm like, yeah, that's how a phone just falls, and it's like, get us in getting a new one. Oh well, <laughs> I I uh, when I when I started climbing and I had an iPhone uh, before I I switched to. Uh, the galaxies. Mm -hmm. I um, I had an iPhone six, and I bought this double metal clamp, like ghost armor. Yeah. Um, what are they called? Like the shell cases. The, yeah. Oh, Otterbox. Otterbox. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so it was like it was like a hundred and twenty dollars just for the. Oh case, my god! Right, but I was like, you know what? It's worth it because if I drop this bitch, it's probably not going to fucking break. Yeah. Sure enough, dude, like a couple months after I get it, I'm on a self-supporting tower and it was like 300 feet up, maybe 350. And this was back when I was doing uh, video closeouts, video Q&As with AT&T. Mm -hmm. So they literally FaceTime you. You give your number to an AT&T <laughs> representative. They FaceTime you while you're on the tower. And then they Q and A, they quality yeah. assure your, like, your all shit. The things plugged in. And they're anal. They're so <laughs> anal with their shit, dude. Like you have to have a zip tie on the tape so it doesn't flag. <laughs> and like, it's just so stupid. So I would just be video closing out with these guys. And then I dropped my phone in the ghost armor that I was talking about. And it dropped 300, almost 350 feet, landed on like a giant 10 foot spool of wire <laughs> and bounced above that spool and then hit white rock on the, like yeah, on the, the, gravel. On the site. Yeah. The yeah. gravel, whatever. <clears throat> I shit you not. My guy goes to my phone. Cause like I yelled headache when I dropped it, obviously. Yeah. So people don't, <laughs> yeah. So people could just fucking run in fear for their lives. And, um, he goes up to my phone after he finds it and he's literally like pressing buttons, making sure it works. He calls himself and he's like, he, he yells up to me. He's like, dude, it fucking works. <laughs> I'm like, fuck yeah. So I went home 
and I uh, I emailed Otterbox and I was like, yo, guys, like my fucking phone dropped from 350 feet. The case is fine. It's like <laughs> lightly damaged, but my phone's great. Like you guys have some great products. I was like, man, this is like <laughs> this is like the fucking Otterbox review of all reviews. You know yeah, what I mean? Really? And they sent me a brand new case. What? To my hotel room. They're That's like, hey, we're glad dope. we're glad that you liked our product. This and that. We're like, even though there's because I sent pictures of yeah. the case. And they're like, even though your case is not damaged enough to uh, compromise it, we're, we're we like your review so much, we're gonna send you a brand new one. Yeah. And they fucking sent me a brand new case. I was like, dude, this case is like one hundred twenty dollars. Yeah. I didn't. Even, I sold it. I sold it to my crewmate for like I think eighty. I was just like, dude, you want this? It's fucking one hundred twenty dollars case. I'll give it to you for eighty. He's like, is it any good? I'm like, bro, they gave me one for a reason. <laughs> You're like, you see this phone? Right. It still works. <laughs> dropping from 300 feet like it's funny that you're saying that too because i do tests at work and we drop shit from only about three meters for the most part yeah well that's most that's what most of the right. shock is rated at for nine, yeah nine in meters, general or nine feet yeah so that's like the normal one that we do test for but you know the, the average one we'll do is one meter drop and if we're dropping motors or something like anything that's got sort of mass behind it it basically just starts bending and cracking pretty easily absolutely um, yeah to back up a little bit though, so this this, so aver- not even aversion to heights. You're just not afraid of heights at all. No, adrenaline. No, I wouldn't say I am. Where yeah. did this come from? Do you does this is just this the thing? Well, I mean, when we were when we were kids, you always saw me climbing trees and shit. Like, this is I've, what I'm trying I've, to figure out. I've always <laughs> I've always been a climber. I think honestly, it would date back to my the origin of my uh, um, my nickname that my parents gave me, Cookie. Because when I was a kid, I used to climb, they used to hide the cookie jar up on the top of the fridge. (laughs) And I literally used to move stools and chairs to get on top of the cabinets and then climb some more like sugar jars and all that shit to get on top of the fridge. And then I would literally just, my parents would like wake up to like me moving shit. And my mom, I shit you not, my mom has told me plenty of times that I would literally just be chilling with my feet over the fridge dangling my feet like a happy kid just eating cookies at the top of the fridge <laughs> and they'd have to pick me up and put me down and they're like what the fuck are you doing up there i'm like i wanted the cookies <laughs> so that's i don't, think, so I don't cool. think i've ever been afraid of heights that's crazy because i mean you know we knew you being able to do like all the rock climbing stuff <clears throat> bouldering in the right. adventure gym and whatnot and then it was kind of just like oh yeah i think i'm gonna do climbing and that most of us were kind of like okay and then it was kind of like, yeah, I guess, like he could do it, because you always like you would we go to the bouldering and whatnot. It wouldn't, it wouldn't even phase you. You're just like, yeah, I think I could do that. Yeah, I loved it. Or I just the it. parkouring stuff that. Yeah, we the do parkouring helped so a lot too. Like even just the the amateurish shit that I did. Yeah, helped a lot because it like it just got rid of that fear. Mm-hmm. You know, and and most of the, I will say this: most of the fear lies in one either the fear of heights mm-hmm. or two just not trusting your equipment. Mm. And I always tell like these, like I told you, I have two guys on my crew that are 20 years old. Yeah. And like the, the one guy, Will, he's, um he's a bit more comfortable. He's already been in the industry like a couple, a year, almost a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other guy, Sam, <clears throat> shout out to my coworkers. Um, he is brand new to the industry. So okay. he's only like a couple months in, but like, uh, they're still like, they, I picked it up so quick, like this T-Mobile shit. I've never worked on T-Mobile, but mm-hmm. I picked it up so quick just from being in the industry. Like 
they're starting to ask me questions and I'm like, dude, I, I, don't, I don't fucking know. Like, <laughs> you could ask me climbing questions. I don't fucking know this technology. <laughs> and it's so, it's so fucking, cause I'm like giving them pointers on like what to do when climbing yeah. rather than like equipment shit. And like, uh, our company is really great. They gave us these, um, hand ascenders mm-hmm. and, is that the one with the rope where you just slide it up? Yeah. Is it that one? Yeah, except it's just it's just the uh, the tool, so yeah. it's no rope attached. Yeah. And um, they gave us also like a, a little pulley, like a miniature pulley mm-hmm. that you could, and then we have this uh, positioner device called um, a grillion, mm. made by Petzl, and it's French, um, and it's basically a positioning lanyard. So we could it oh, it attaches cool. to basically our 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 waist. And has like a rope with a, a carabiner on the end of it. We could tie it back to itself, or we could just throw it in a loop in oh, a cool. hole that that the carabiner can close in. Yeah, and then boom, your hands free. You oh, can dude, that's... move anywhere on the tower as long as your feet are positioned. Mm-hmm. You could move it, and you could descend too. They gave us a, a three meter rope, so mm-hmm. you could just fucking you could descend wherever you want to if you need to get under the underneath the antenna and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So what they do, uh, what why they gave us this hand ascender and pulley, is so when you're underneath the antenna, you're now hanging underneath all the equipment yeah. that is on that boom platform of the tower. So if you wanted to raise yourself up, you could then use the hand ascender, put mm-hmm. it to the main line that your grillion is on, mm-hmm. and then all that slack that you have, you could just run it through the pulley, and then attach the pulley to the hand ascender. You move the hand ascender up, and you drag the slack down on the pulley, and it's taking all that um, all that slack that you already have. So it's bringing you up close, uh, so you could then drag yourself back up and all and do all that. It's super nice, dude. And like the shit that they're giving us now compared to when I started when I was nineteen mm-hmm. is fucking crazy. <laughs> like when I started when I was nineteen, they literally gave me a harness. Yeah, they taught me how to climb, and they're like, okay. Go do do some shit. I didn't know how to build an antenna. Didn't know what fucking RF was. I didn't know yeah. what fucking how to terminate fibers to, into a cabinet. All that oh shit. Oh my god! And they just threw us in there. Like did you yeah, to, everything. Like, install has your own Ethernets and stuff like that. Yeah. So you did like yeah. splice the cable right in it, and mm-hmm. crimp it properly. <laughs> everything, dude. Power from oh, man. we had to do power from uh, the actual like AC power cabinet that's yeah. on site. You oh, yeah. know what I mean? So, like, we had to terminate power from that, that cabinet. That's got to be a three-phase system. Probably, like, 480. Oh, it's... If um, I had to guess. Are we it's talking, high current. It is high current. It's DC, so... Oh, it's DC. It's DC. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. It's even more ridiculous. Yeah, it, it, it's pretty <laughs> fucking crazy. And I've actually arced one of those cabinets trying to drill in to feed some wire in. That's a good way to blow yourself up. Man, <laughs> let me tell you, I shit my pants that day. I'm just... Oh, God. Yeah, it was. Use it was rubber bits, bad. please. Well, we'll <laughs> or at least rubber tipped bits. I don't actually think that it might work. Actually, now that I say that, that might be stupid of me. I don't think that would, because the rubber, I mean the drill gets hot. You know. Yeah, I mean? no, that's what I'm saying. Why. It's like it, if it's tipped in rubber, it's gonna just eat. It's not gonna work. So yeah, that was a stupid thing. Maybe for wood. Yeah, but if it was metal, it's not gonna eat, eat through it. Yeah, that was stupid of me. I should know this. It's okay. <laughs> It's the engineer in me getting humans. Uh, it's the engineer in me being like, why would I say yeah, that? Right. That's a stupid thing to say. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's no joke. It's so, crazy the amount of equipment that they give us. I bet. 
so now, so the juxtaposition here is you started doing this as the young kid who had no experience and except mm-hmm. like, I guess I can climb. Not really scared yeah. of it. <laughs> and now your roles are reversed. Now you're the the veteran in quotes and yeah. and you're putting these other kids <clears throat> in, through it, right? And it's, just, it's a super interesting mentality, I, I think, because... It is. It, I just kind of picked it up. Like I didn't want to assume that role but they're just kind of asking me questions so i like just <laughs> fell into that role i'm like okay i guess i'll be mentor i guess that's kind of how it just happens but you know i gotta everything i tell them to do i just be like or you know you could just do whatever i don't know if it'll work or not <laughs> you know, i gotta i gotta preface it with that because then if they kill themselves like, oh fucking eric told me to do this not I, I, me but i don't know dude i don't know if it'll work it work for me <laughs> like i'm crazy i don't know yeah man, i don't know <laughs> I did it, but it worked for me. If it doesn't work for you, then don't do it. I mean, it's a safe thing to say, but it's like, yeah, you could, you could just tell them the safe things to do. Right. Like just be like, yeah, well, that, <laughs> well, I am very safety oriented now because <clears throat> I don't think I got into it with you guys and like my friends, but like when I was climbing, uh, I joined a really, really good company to start with. So it was mm-hmm. like a tier one company, Moz Tech. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I started hopping around to like different mom and pop shops. Yeah. And uh, we call them mom and pop shops because that's literally all they are. It's just a couple of millionaires who decide, hey, what do we do with our money? I don't know. Let's get into the tower business. <laughs> they don't know what the fuck they're talking yeah. about. They have one friend that's been in the tower industry, you know, mm-hmm. and they're, they're getting all the information from that one guy. And then literally like those companies, they're not the greatest, but they pay well. Right. Because it's just a bunch of millionaires who just want to see their their contracts being fulfilled Mm -hmm. so but they work you like a fucking dog right and so that's when i started with moss tech it was a great company they were safety oriented do this that way and you won't get hurt Mm -hmm. we all get to go home and you and you keep your paycheck fucking win-win situation yep with the mom and pop shops it's all about deadlines i got this i got this contract for nine days on this site and you're eight days on this site and we still aren't going to finish for another two days what's going on like blah 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 and then they start taking your pay all that shit so that's (laughs) when i started hopping from mom and pop shops that's when i started actually losing my my orients of safety Mm -hmm. and just focused on getting shit done right because then it was like it was more apparent that they didn't care about the quality of work they cared about the quantity of work Mm -hmm. and they were paying me well. I, I was getting as a as a tech two or three. I was getting like thirty dollars, almost almost thirty five, and that's like foreman pay. Yeah, for at my company right now, and which is ridiculous. <laughs> that sounds ridiculous. It is super ridiculous, especially when we're working like eighty to one hundred and ten hours a week. Yeah, that's you know nice. what I mean. It's just fucking crazy money. And as a nineteen year old, I I didn't care. I just fucking <laughs> worked my ass off, and I just fucking I did it. And I mean, you guys saw me oh, only yeah. like what only I mean, you probably were, like three holidays and then winter vacation. Yeah. You were gone for almost nine months. I want to say total. Yeah. And you jumped from, you went from like Dakota to Florida. I was all over like, the Midwest yeah. to start with. And then I started moving toward the Eastern, uh, Eastern Southern coast. Yeah. And so that was, that was crazy. Just like we'd hear from you every couple of weeks or like a month or so and be like, yeah, I'm over in, uh, I remember using Florida. I remember saying Dakota. And mm-hmm. I think you were somewhere in like one of the southern states. Alabama? I don't remember. St. Louis. There. Oh, okay. Missouri. Got it. Uh, no, not Missouri. No, it was Oklahoma, right? 
I don't remember. No, there's like one more is state. It, is it St. Louis? Is the South? Like the right next to Florida? No, Louisiana. Louisiana. Louisiana that's Aha, there we go. That's what I'm thinking about. Damn. Yeah, I worked in Louisiana for a little bit. That was shitty. That sounds shitty. Yeah, I super humid. And, <laughs> and dude, it's all swampland, yeah. so they never used metal pipe. It was always PVC. That makes sense. You know how many fucking snakes huh. make nests in PVC? <laughs> yeah, it's fucking, it's gross. It's disgusting. All you to do is say snake, and I was like, <laughs> oh, oh, God. Yeah, dude, it's so bad. And, like, of course, you know that we have to feed wires through these things. Fucking snakes make nests into them, so we're pushing, like, these four, six wires yeah. through the PVC, and then we come out on the ass end. Oh, yeah, I got it. Oh, fuck, there's, like, three snakes over here. <laughs> like, oh, that's actually snakes, not yeah. wire. <laughs> like, you just fed me snakes. That's what you did. Wow, that's weird. I never would have expected that, but that makes a lot of sense. Everything, especially in Florida, too. The big thing in Florida was not even snakes. It was spiders, wolf spiders. Wolf spiders and ospreys. Ospreys? Like bird? Huge birds. I don't know if you ever seen one. They're in like real the life. seagull ones, they're right? They're fucking huge. <laughs> they're like, the, they're like, they're literally like. Um, Do they like make their nests up on I the? I can't antennas? think of the name. Oh, and any cell site whatsoever. They're predatory birds, and they oh, live. Cool. They live nice. by the coast, and they're they're um the same the same family of uh, eagles. Oh, okay. Those two two claws in the front, one yeah. claw in the back. Raptors. Yeah, raptor birds, and um, dude, majestic as fuck, super beautiful birds. <laughs> But God damn it, when they stare at you, they're pretty fucking intimidating. Uh, I'll, I'll put <sighs> pictures in the show notes for all these di different things you're, you're mentioning. Yeah, and, <laughs> and so it's a it's a federally protected bird. So oh, cool. If, so you can't do anything to it. No, <laughs> can't do anything. Absolutely nothing. If this oh bird looks God. at you, you you can't even look at it. And like, um, whenever there's a nest on a cell site, mm -hmm. it has to be recorded. Obviously, it's a federally mm -hmm. protected bird. This and that, blah blah blah. So you got to call. So whenever the you see, or whenever you see a bunch of sticks up on top of that cell site, you just you have to call the number first, and then they'll tell you if it's an active or inactive nest. If it's an active nest, job's done. You can't climb. Really? Yeah. If it's if it's an inactive nest, you can go do whatever you want. Do not disturb the nest. You can't lay in it. You can't fucking take a twig out. You can't take pictures of it. Nothing. Yeah, because for birds, you if you disturb the nest, they're like, oh. This They're is contaminated. Tarnished. Throw yeah. the whole shit away. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> it. They flip the table over. Oh, <laughs> my home is destroyed. Right. <laughs> so we can't do shit if there's a nest. So <clears throat> this one time, uh, my foreman had called the the bird the bird line, and they said it was an inactive nest. Cool. All we got to do is just swap some fibers, so we'll be up and down within two hours. Easy job. The nest on my tower was inactive mm -hmm. but there was another tower literally like 30 feet next to me oh no. that had another nest oh no we didn't call about that tower because we're not working on that tower right you know so it's technically okay for me to be on this tower next to the other tower because can't there be multiple towers like really close to each other depending yeah. on how many companies are yeah have least, least space, space on yeah that all that all that stuff got it and also um structural yeah uh weight of the tower of the equipment on the tower so the nest that I was climbing the tower on was inactive. The nest that was 30 feet right next to me <laughs> happened to be active. Who would have fucking known, right? So I'm climbing this fucking thing, and I see the bird land, and I'm like, fuck, that's a big bird, dude. Like, that's, <laughs> is that an eagle? I've never seen a white eagle. And then, like, my guy's like, dude, 
he calls up to me on the on the radio. He goes, yeah. dude, an osprey just landed right next to you. I'm like, yeah, I fucking see it, dude. That's a big fucking white bird. I can see it. And it's like the most majestic thing I've ever saw. But like it lands on the nest and it just locks eyes with me. I'm just like, okay, just got to swap these fibers, Eric. Just got to. You know, we're just going to do this really quickly. Get out of our Dude, way. Like, just be real small. Don't make any sudden movements. How how would it have turned out that the sector that I'm working on just happened? I have to have my back to this bird. I have to. That was very uncomfortable for me. <laughs> Probably the scariest moment you've ever, ever It was had. very uncomfortable because, like, when I saw this bird, I didn't know an osprey was a raptor bird until I saw it land and it's got the yellow feet with the fucking giant mega talons. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, dude, what is this animal? So I had to work with my back to it for about a couple hours. And that was very, very unsettling. (laughs) Like, I didn't know if this thing was going to just get pissed off at me that I'm fucking on its old nest. You know, like, hey, yeah. you piece of shit human, you fucking move me out of that nest. I'm going to fucking claw the shit out of you. Yeah, I'm just imagining, like, all of a sudden you just hear, yeah, and then it's just, like, on your back. <laughs> bunch of fucking wing splashes. <laughs> so and then next thing you know, I, I'm, like, I've missing. I've Googled it over here, and so the, the average, it's a large raptor, so yeah, it says reaching more than 24 inches in length. And 71 inches across the wings. That's nuts. Yeah, that's a six-foot wingspan. <laughs> I think my wingspan is like 73. Dude. So That's a big motherfucking bird. That's a big bird. bird, dude. Two feet in height? Yeah, 24 nah, inches. Nah, son. <laughs> nah, I'm not messing with that <laughs> at all. You don't, you don't want to... Yeah, just, I'm just imagining, though, because like, there's something about birds, too, because they don't blink. Yeah. They, they just like... They just fucking stare. Dude, like the side eye. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what you doing? They're like judging you from <laughs> every angle, dude. Listen. Let me judge them from this 186 degrees. <laughs> I can still see your bitch ass. You know what I mean? Like, it's like when you like go in the water and like fish look at you and you're like swimming around. They're like, what the hell is this freaking thing? Yeah. Like, what are you doing at home? Yeah. Like when you're at like 300 feet up in the air and this bird just like, you're stupid. And then... And then <laughs> How do, you, how do you act when you're climbing down and you, the bird's just eyeing you down? Like, what are you going to do if the bird fucking attacks you? I'm just imagining you're judging down? you're just doing its little, you know, like the the eagle pictures of it just yeah. looking down at you. Yeah, and you're like, just, it's like, fuck, dude, please don't kill me today. <laughs> Not today, just tomorrow, maybe. Dude, that sounds like the start of a horror movie, you know, where this like evil bird. They're pretty intimidating birds, dude. And I mean, like, like, I'm just imagining it like being smart. Majestic as fuck, but God damn it, they're so Yeah, scary. but up close, that's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Like I, I went to the zoo not too long ago, and they had like one of the giant like fr- vultures. Oh yeah, the, the condor. Yeah, I think yeah. it was, and it, I don't remember the specific thing, but this thing was sitting, you know, it was as close as it could have been because it's got like the space between the the, the cage and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's just chilling on like this giant twig, and I think this thing is probably like four feet tall, and I'm just it's just sitting there and it's just looking at you, and it's, it's like you know if this cage wasn't here right now, I'd probably peck your eyes out. Right. <laughs> like, birds have no fucking business being four feet, three feet, even two feet tall. <laughs> they have no business. Dude, they're still dinosaurs. Yeah. They're legitimately oh, yeah, dinosaurs. Legitimate dinosaurs. <laughs> Absolutely. And especially, like, once you look at their claws, too, like, you're like, that's... It's a velociraptor. Definitely a fucking dinosaur right there, dude. Like, that's, like, that's seriously all you gotta look at. It's like, once you look at the feet... Would you Would you just look at it? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, I... Yeah, that's nuts. 
it's so weird that like us as humans, like we figured out how to adapt to these different environments that we have no business, no even business being whatsoever. In. Like climbing really high or going in water. And you know what's <laughs> actually really funny too is that like when I started this, so you know how like OSHA has a category for every single oh, for construction sure. worker. Tower workers just got their the, o, their ANSI chapter, dude. Like it I want to know what our OSHA tower tower climbing looks like. It's for all the, ha- the stupid it's, shit that it's, happens. Well, see, the thing is, is I had uh, two graybeards in my in my training class, and we call them graybeards because they've been in the industry for got forty it. plus years. You know what I mean? God damn! These are the guys that were climbing with nothing but fucking like just a a. Like those normal, old 1920s videos? Of yeah, the, just the, a normal belt on them and nothing but a chain <laughs> a chain to hold them up. Do you know what Lord. I mean? Like, that's it. Before these, they ever made materials that have the yeah. braided strength and whatnot. Yeah, so I got these two gray beards in my class, and they're like, yeah, by the way, guys, all this stuff that we're talking about, ANSI standards and this and that, you guys don't need to know why it happens. But I, I will tell you this. It's because us gray beards were fucking off on site and doing all the shit that we used to do. It was so unsafe. And that's why they have all these rules now. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, what the hell were you guys doing right back then? You know what, you know what I'm mean? imagining is like those, you know, those construction workers when they're building skyscrapers for the first time in the yeah. 1920s where they're just sitting up on the girder and like, yeah, that's so how's, how's the things with the wife? And they just got their, ma- you know, no shit. They're just, just, Hey, Oh, she's doing great. Really? <laughs> th- thank you for asking. Yeah. I'm going to take a bite of my sandwich. And they're not even, you've seen, I mean, I guess you've seen the video too, where they have like the, just the, the raising of the girders yeah. and they're just walking on them as they're just, up and down. No they don't. Big they deal. didn't care. <laughs> they did not care. And I mean, that's a whole. That's that's a whole. You want to talk about. about balls of steel? Yeah, that's fucking platinum. What balls. are they called? Iron monkeys or steel monkeys? I forget. There was. Uh, I've heard. I've heard steel cowboys. I've heard iron monkeys. I think it was. Yeah, there was a there was a song my dad used to play when we were growing up. It was something? I think it was steel monkey. I want to say, but that's what they used to call those guys. Yeah, and it makes a lot of sense. A lot of sense. <sighs> yeah, and so like. That that's like a really good transition on because I, I remember you posted on Facebook about a blue collar mentality. Oh yeah, and, and and if Joey Diaz was around, he'd call it the immigrant mentality. Absolutely. <laughs> and and I really enjoyed that, like looking at that gif, and it you know obviously it stretches the truth one way or the other, but yeah. it's whatever. But I still think there's something to it where there's there's at least a a grain of truth in the sense that you can still learn. Just as much doing some blue, blue collar borderline technical skill, just because you decided to go into a job that might be more dangerous than the average person wants to commit to. Right. You know, so it's a kind of what do you want to subject yourself to? Be it classroom, and if that sounds like you're trying to <laughs> microwave your brain, right? Yeah. <laughs> then you might have to figure out a different route. And I think for someone like you, at least because I know you so well, the <coughs> It makes a lot of sense, but at the end of the day, you're doing things that are quite similar to what I do, which is kind of crazy because, like, right, you yeah. can talk about RF and radio installation. We and basically a lot of have. The I mean, background. I would say you have more more classroom knowledge, but oh, yeah, sure. absolutely, we have we do have the same knowledge. It's a parallel on, on our technologies. Yeah, it's a parallel, and I mean, it's really similar to a lot of the computer stuff we do today. In general, where it's like you have a power cord, you have an internet cable, and then you have whatever peripheral things that you need to connect to the main. Yeah. Connector or it's, antenna. It's literally the same <laughs> thing as hooking up a fucking uh, a PC, except um, Ethernet would be switched with fiber optics. Yeah. And that makes and a lot of sense. that's literally it. 
And and so like if you just want, I would just love for you to expand on the blue collar mentality or just kind of trade skills in general because I think there's a lot to that. And I and I almost think that what I did at least for school is similar to like an apprenticeship style. Like it has less to do what I was doing in school at the same time. It's more of like I was in school and I was doing the engineering stuff at the same time. So it's just like work became the 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 foundational stuff and then the school was kind of supplementing it a little bit here and there but right. it wasn't necessary so to speak right right yeah no i've i've always had blue collar mentality you know like my my father's obviously been uh working for at&t for almost almost 25 years now he's wow. i think he's got like 19 or 20 cool and um so yeah i just i grew up with him and you know installing people's uh internet and phones mm -hmm. when we were young he used to just take me with just so i could learn mm -hmm. and uh doing all that it was i was super fascinated by it because it was i mean it was we were hooking up people's cable and internet in like late 90s early 2000s yeah that sounds i mean that right. was the push from was that like D, like dsl was it yeah that was it like was right a push from, from dsl to uh actual like good good ethernet yeah and, uh, that's weird. Actually, now that I think about it, I don't remember when it, I don't remember the switch from like DSL to like 1G either. or 2G. Yeah. I, I do. I remember went... vaguely dial up in like the late nineties and then that was like there and then it was kind of gone. And then we have cell phones and we got, we got 4G all this yeah, time. Yeah. Like it just kind of like <laughs> skipped all the steps in between, or maybe you just weren't paying attention enough. Right. Cause right. we were being vagabonds around the neighborhood. Vagabonds. <laughs> yeah. Derelicts. There you go. Doing all our ridiculous things growing up. Yeah. So, uh, so then my, one day my dad actually got the job offer for himself mm. to climb towers and, oh, um, shit. and he just emails it straight to me. He goes, Hey, you should apply for this. Cause I'm 40 years old. I'm not <laughs> climbing any fucking towers. Like I barely climbed telephone poles and I'm, I literally, I was like, okay, but I don't know anything about this industry. So I doubt I'm going to get a job. Sure enough. Fucking hired on the spot. Yeah. They threw me in the market with zero fucking schooling on what equipment i was touching mm -hmm. and i literally i remember the words of my cm because it was like 12 of us that brand new got into the industry mm -hmm. they had this like super amalgamated uh crew of like civil technicians which are um bottom only yeah you know and then tower technicians oh, okay so it's like people people that climb people that don't climb kind of thing yeah and like the civil technicians they do like the cabinets the integration mm -hmm. all the all the power routing from okay. from the DC cabinet to the uh, so they're they're basically feeding you everything yeah those are the guys that much. feed you the snakes yes yeah <laughs> pretty much and um, so we had this super amalgamated crew of like twelve to fifteen people wow it's a big crew yeah and they're normally four people but since we were all new they were just like hey you guys stick together you guys are gonna work on sites together you guys will get them banged out twelve people shouldn't take more than four days mm -hmm. you know and we're like but but we don't even know what the fuck how to plug this shit I was going to say, this seems so strange. Like, you guys didn't get trained how to do the equipment. I will never forget my CM's first words to me on the site. He and Like, this was like, when he came to the site, he goes, okay, yeah, you guys are going to be all together for about a couple months. You guys are going to bang out sites. I have no uh, no problem. I trust you guys. You guys are get it done. You're all grown-ass men. You can do it. And then someone was like, but Wayne, we don't we don't know what the fuck we're doing. Like, nobody taught us what, what Sprint 4G ELTE technology is. He literally looks us dead in the eyes, all 15 or 20 of us, and just goes, well, there's instructions with it. You didn't read the instructions? 
Uh, no, Wayne, we didn't. We 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 thought you would tell us. Fuck no, I got a nice hotel room to go by. You can read those instructions and plug it in. I'll come by tomorrow and see if you got it right. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This can't be real. Yeah, that was fucking real. <laughs> so what did he do? Go put his boots up in the hotel room and just yeah, chill? Just fucking did nothing. <laughs> and he actually did check up on us like every other day just to make sure. And then he would he would actually he was really nice. And I hated him to start with, but upon further inspection, like after it happened, and I got to like thinking why he did that mm-hmm. and like why I was stuck in this position, I got to realize that it was actually a great, great decision. So when my CM first saw me, nine, the only 19-year-old in, in this market, you know, in yeah. the Iowa market. The youngest kid. Everybody's like 26 plus. Okay. You know what so I wow, mean? So it's legitimate role reversal. Right. So I'm just the only 19-year-old. And he goes, literally comes up to me. He goes, are you a climber? And I'm like, yes, sir. I have my harness right here. He goes, good. Put that shit in the fucking truck. You're not going to climb until you're ready to climb. I'm like... But 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 my job says tower climber. <laughs> it says it on there. You're but like, I, the one thing I know how to do, sir, is climb. Yeah, I'm like, it's the only thing I know how to do, and you're gonna fucking take that away from me. But I'm glad that he did that because what he did was he showed me the whole civil side first. Mm. So I got to learn the whole bottom side before I even saw anything on the top. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I got to know the equipment, what it does what it talks to, uh, how it's set up, why it's set mm-hmm. up the way it is, why there's uh, reverse polarities on these mm-hmm. ray caps and not those, all this other shit. So once I got to the tower, all the equipment names are basically the same. Yeah, it's just reverse. It's just reverse polarities mm-hmm. up top, and then um, your obviously your power, power connecting to the the antenna or no the radios that go to the antenna and then just the rf from the radio to the antenna and after about like eight months almost nine months of civil work i climbed my first tower and then i was just boom after that it was just fucking cake dude that's that's actually really important that you got that because yeah because a lot of people especially in, in, in industries where you're having some sort of specialized training or you're, 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 you view yourself as a specialist, right? Like you, you're like, well, I'm the tower guy. Like I'm the guy that goes up there and does the thing. Um, if you don't have a complete picture about what you're actually doing, right. you can't troubleshoot it effectively. Absolutely. And, yeah. and it's funny, like what you're saying is, is really reminiscent to what we're dealing with at work right now. Cause we have a lot of interns dealing with a project and one of the interns when problems would happen, he's not the type of person that likes to solve problems on his own. He's the kind of person that says, there's a problem. I don't know how to fix it. So I'm going to find the guy who's either one knows how to fix it already, or is going to troubleshoot it. And instead of taking the initiative to be like, what is he doing? Like, how is he solving the problem? He just lets sits back. He just kind of like, fix it. well, well, I'm going to use this time as a break where I'm going to look at my phone for five minutes. Yeah. And, and I, I just don't understand that mentality. And this guy's an engineer. Or Me neither. He's going to be an engineer. Right. Like I never understood that it, mentality. And like I, I used to get pissed off because when I when I would hop on to like new crews and stuff mm-hmm. and I would ask the foreman like, hey, give me something to do. Go pick up cigarette butts. What? No, you fucking asshole. Tell me what to do. Give me a job. Give yeah. me something to do. Like, And like I got into so many arguments with my crewmates. I got fired from companies because I told my foreman they're fucking assholes. Like, go fuck yourself. You're going to give me a job where I'm going to walk off. Like, 
I, I don't play that shit, dude. Like, we're all, like, I understand I'm a fucking 20-year-old kid, but yeah. we're all grown-ass men here. Yeah, but if you you're asking I mean? for a job that shows initiative, right. I, it, it seems like a bad leadership. Exactly. Like, if I'm taking the initiative to learn this equipment and you're just going to tell me, oh, just go pick up cigarette butts. Go fuck yourself, dude. Like, you can go fucking, you can suck well, what that fucking. What that sounds like is, like, he's not a good leader in the sense that he's like, well, it's just new guy. Oh. And he's going to mess up the job or he's going to make double work for me, so I'm That's not That's, like, gonna... 60% of the foreman in this industry. Nobody likes teaching. Nobody likes so teaching. And everybody's just like, oh, well, just watch me do this. No, that's not how I work. Let me, that's not how I learn. Yeah. Let me figure out what you're doing by me doing it. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can tell me what I'm doing wrong. You can tell me some steps to make, maybe fast track this process. Mm-hmm. Anything, anything is helpful. Right. Fucking picking up cigarette butts is not going to help me learn the technology. Right. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's like you're being, you're there for nothing then. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like I'm literally getting paid to fucking pick up trash, which I never really cared when I was starting because. Fuck, dude, they started me out at $18 an hour as a 19 You're like, I'll do whatever the hell. <laughs> yeah, you want me to pick up cigarette butts? I'll pick up 150 fucking cigarette butts right now. Like, there won't be a goddamn cigarette in a 150 yeah. meter radius. I was, and I was about that life when I was when I was brand new to the industry. But after nine months and my CM Wayne gave me all this civil uh, information and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like, I learned all of it. Like, I came on the site and I was just like, give me a job. Go pick up yeah. cigarette butts. Go fuck yourself. I'm going to wait in the truck then. Yeah. Like, and oh, oh well, I'm going to call Wayne. Call Wayne. Go ahead. Wayne's my buddy. Call Wayne and tell him yeah. that you want me to pick up cigarette butts instead of fucking learning what's up on the tower. Yeah. I mean, it, it defeats the purpose from everybody because, one, people don't want to feel useless, for one thing. Absolutely. People want to do, like, if, if someone is trying to take initiative and be valuable, don't throw it in their face, too. And then, like, the last thing is, so is this mentality transitioning now for you as, like, the, the guy who knows more? Are you Are you able to kind of instill some of this to, to your new guys, the guys that are, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So like I said, I picked up this T-Mobile stuff. I never worked on T-Mobile. I've only done audits for them, which is literally just taking pictures mm-hmm. and probably just verifying there's yeah, not plugging a in a fiber that's not that's bad or whatever. Right. Um, never actually worked on it. And it's so weird because like all their, all their equipment is like five letters mm-hmm. or like four, four to six letters. And it's so fuck like, they have FXFCs, they have FXFBs, they have uh, COVPs, they have COVPAs, they have uh, their radios are mm-hmm. the Alohas and the AFIBs. And I don't know why T-Mobile's the only fucking company that does this, mm-hmm. but they do split sectors uh, for each sector. So usually Sprint, AT&T, anyone else is going to mm-hmm. have Alpha, Beta, Gamma. Right. Okay. And it's it's based off of um, the azimuth of the antennas. Yeah. So zero for one as uh, alpha is always going to be a zero uh, true north, mm-hmm. and then it hops up to one eighty. Okay. And then so just phasing like, the angles of the of the where the, the which frequency is pushing. You're pointing. Yeah. Got it. T-Mobile is on some other shit. <laughs> they have alpha, beta, gamma, delta, epsilon, and zeta. Holy crap! Why? Why? There's a reason they have the best coverage, though. No fucking I guess. way. And maybe I don't know. Yeah. Well, I I think the split sector would be yeah because the well because they, they have six antennas then right per six oh dude sometimes like ten Jesus yeah we were just on a rooftop it was a it was a what I would call high priority mm-hmm. because it was in downtown they had a 
Alpha, Beta, Gamma, Delta, Epsilon, and Zeta. And then they had Epsilon 2, Zeta 2. What? They and, had redundancies? And Delta 2. Yeah. That seems ridiculous. It's fucking stupid. I'm going to have to go. Uh, now, I, now I want to go talk to some of my guys who do RF at work and ask them about cell tower coverage. It's, because I'm really tr- it's intrigued. It's insane, dude. The, the shit that T-Mobile is. And I thought I hated AT&T because of how anal they were. Their shit was a cakewalk compared to T-Mobile <laughs> because it's just, it's so. And then like with T-Mobile, since they have these split sectors and their mm-hmm. cross references, their reverse polarities are so fucking whacked. Like <laughs> AFib one goes to antenna antenna one ports one and four or one and two go to ports three and four on the on the antenna. Mm-hmm. And then ports three and four on the radio go to ports one and two. Well, since it's a high priority site and there's a fucking uh, Delta Epsilon and Zeta two throw that shit out the fucking water because it doesn't fucking care anymore. Now port one on Aloha one goes to port five on fucking like beta beta position three epsilon like ugh, it's just it's a fucking headache dude it's so crazy how they have their shit but like, like triple the amount of wiring needed yeah and then like i remember for sprint their um the way they had their mappings for rf to like mm-hmm. the antennas and the radios was a cakewalk two radios each have two ports the antenna mm-hmm. has four ports two two Bam, they each yeah. go to fuck one, two, three, four. That's it. Yep. That's fucking it. And then you plug in power and fibers it's, to the radio. It's radios. just like having an Ethernet splitter for like your router or something. That's it. That's literally <laughs> it. With fucking T Mobile, it is so fucking crazy. The redundancies that they have, it just makes you lose your mind on site because when you're done with it, you're just like, okay, cool. Everything's nice and pretty. This looks good. We got green lights on all the radios. Oh, wait, that radio has a red light. Fuck, that's a Zeta 2 radio. Where the fuck am I? And everything's all tied in and looking neat. So, like, the cables are ran and everything. Now like, which cable did we forget? Which fucking RF jumper goes to which radio, which antenna, which port. It's fucking insane, dude. The shit that they have us go through. Oh, my God. It's so it's so funny, like, to hear these stories because I test some of these products at work. Right. But I don't ever see them installed anywhere. You know, and I, I make sure that, like, we do, the, they make sure that they're environmentally sealed for the most part so that if they get water on them, you know, and the cabinet's open and they get doused in water, it's not going to fry. Right. And then they're like, oh, yeah, you know, the guys who install these things, they put, you know, just dial extra grease on it, just dip the thing in and just squeeze it right in there. And it's like, yeah, there's never going to be water in there. We're supposed to. <laughs> yeah, we're supposed to. But- not a lot of people do and it's you know what it's stupid because like they're literally like i don't, I don't fucking use the grease it gets my hands all fucking gr- well, dirty. no shit it does that's what it's fucking there for you get your hands dirty what are you the only tower climber with clean hands or wear gloves god damn it something something just fucking <laughs> wear use gloves the and then wipe it on your pants and like they, they give us this stuff called uh no locks no it's non-oxidation yeah uh lubrication yep whatever Everybody hates that because it's a copper tone and it gets on your pants, it stains, whatever, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Like, they don't use it. And then when we do closeouts and we take pictures of the ground bar and they don't see the fucking copper shit that's flying underneath the, you know, because you have to put it on the spacers or the the washers. Yeah. So that when you tighten it, it actually, you're supposed oh, to yeah. show some So no it's like lock. Loctite almost. Yes. It is exactly like Loctite. It's just a special just version a, of yeah, it. Yeah, a special version, whatever it is. 
So we're supposed to have pictures of the ground bar, and you're supposed to see the no locks. Yeah, just mushrooming <laughs> up from from the washers. Nobody fucking uses that shit. It gets my hands dirty. Well, then guess what? That's why we got to fucking go back to your site <laughs> just to put some goddamn no locks on the ground bar because you're an asshole. <laughs> because you because they're pre Madonnas. Yeah, just just fucking do it. Like just Jesus Christ and stupid shit too, like the no locks or uh, putting zip ties on our on our color code so that the okay. the tape doesn't flag. Yeah, people don't do that either. Like just around the, the color code so yeah. that it doesn't just one peel. zip tie. That's all you gotta do. Bing bang boom. Zip. Yeah. Done. Nope. Nobody <laughs> wants to fucking do that. It takes too much time, I guess. Now we gotta go back to your site because you're an asshole. Now you're all the way in fucking uh Milwaukee. Oh Jesus. And the site's in central Illinois. Like you can't go back to that site. It'll take you know him half I mean? the day. Exactly. With rush hour traffic or whatever. So now <laughs> I gotta take time from my site because I'm closer to my site. I can take a day off. No problem. Sites bid for, I think our sites are bid for anywhere around like nine to 12 days. And, oh, wow. That's pretty long. And, so you get like a week and a half. Yeah. And the crews have been finishing them in less than six. So we're, we're doing pretty good as far as uh, completion rate, rates go. Is it because you have a lot to do though? Because you're covering like the city no, area? No. So it's, it... it's all due to the warehouse too. Mm. So like we get our shit. It comes in a big, we call it bombs. B-O-M-B, box of materials. Yeah. Or B-O-M, box of materials. And um, so we get a bomb and then some antennas, some radios, RF jumpers, fiber jumpers, all that shit. Mm -hmm. And um, it all goes to the warehouse. When it goes into the warehouse, if we have a down day, we can either prep sites Mm. for future or we can just go back and hit other sites that need like the color coding or the zip tie here. Yeah. All that stupid shit. Um, so when when they pre-build the sites in the warehouse, they literally do everything. Got it. All you need to do is just hang it and then put in some uh, some fiber cards yeah. when you're on site. And then bing, bang, boom, plug it in. That's it. Everything's already built. I think that has a lot to do with our completion rates because the, like today I went in to the warehouse and we were prepping a site. And then we got called out to uh, go replace a radio. And that's why it took so long because yeah. <laughs> we got fucking rained on. And then T-Mobile was like, yeah, you're good. You can go home five minutes down the road. Hey, you got to go back to that site. There's alarms. We forgot to refresh. This is your fucking job. This is all you do is hit refresh. I was going to say, they're, they're, like, the, they're the IT specialists that hit the refresh. Right. That's all you have to do is hit refresh. And you forgot to do that. So we had to go back. The guy with the crane, because we couldn't climb the, the monopole because the safety cable, mm-hmm. it... um. It wasn't supported well enough at the top, so you could see that bitch flying through the air. It wasn't tensioned enough? Yeah, it wasn't tensioned enough. So you could see that bitch flying through the air. So that was automatically, and we could fix it, but then we would have to build Nokia. Nokia has to build uh, whoever owns owns the the tower, and then that has to get closed up, and then Nokia will be like, okay, you're good to go fix that. Here's... $300 $300 so you can fix that. And it takes months to do that. Because too many shaking hands. Yeah, so our, our, <laughs> our company's like, fuck it, we're just going to waste 80 grand and, pay and, get a, and get a crane. <laughs> fuck those guys. So so we well, we went back Jesus to site Christ. after they called us back and the crane guy was like, oh, for real? You guys are going back up? And he goes, yep, we're going back up. And the, and the guy was like, oh, fuck. And tomorrow. And he goes, oh, goodness, thank you. 
I'm fucking done today. Like, <laughs> I didn't do shit, but I'm fucking tired. Fucking crane operators, dude. They're the craziest guys I've ever <laughs> met, dude. All they do is sit in the goddamn control control room yeah. and move some levers. And they're like, the man, I'm thing. beat. Oof. Sounds like electricians. Yeah. Like, I don't know, man. There's something about the, like the stereotypical electrician that, especially if they've been union before. Oh, yeah. They're like they're like chameleons. They got one eye on what they're doing and one eye on the clock. They're like, oh, it's almost lunchtime. Got to yeah. get going. And then you're like, oh, well, you know what? I only got a couple more minutes. I don't know if I'm going to have enough time to get it done today. Yeah, no. They're, like, they're like real, they're stingy with the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, fuck, I mean, why do you think we still have uh, construction on 290? Oh, my God. You know what I mean? There's just construction everywhere right it's now. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, it's fucking horrible. Chicago is like, it's, everyone says, winter and construction. Those it really two- is. It really is. Like, that's not a joke. <laughs> Algonquin, where I had to like, go down for work right now, it's just completely, <laughs> everything was just yeah. torn up. I'm just like, this is, and it's like one lane half the time. I'm like, I mean, it's nice now. It's smooth, but like, there's a <laughs> solid four days where it's just like, yeah, I gotta figure out a, a workaround here. <laughs> right? I gotta fucking go 15 minutes out of my route. Now I gotta wake up early. Go fuck yourself, Chicago. <laughs> the highways are even worse. It's a whole other like oh God, diverging so pathways. It's like all lane shift. You know those. Low key, though, I'm not gonna lie though. I don't mind the construction when we're coming back because then that's just another hour on our clock. Ah, you know what I mean? There you go. We usually leave site around like six or seven mm-hmm. just to get into traffic. Like we're like, hey, we get paid by the hours. So fucking like, might as well stop at McDonald's on the way home too. Right. <laughs> no, that's what, well, that's why I came here and fucking maxed out on that big ass bowl. Cause we, we didn't take no lunch today. We're like, it's just an easy troubleshoot. We're just going to replace a radio. Right. Fucking Nokia took forever. Dude, we were waiting on the phone for an hour for Nokia to send us an email that we're good. Oh my and God. they're like on a conference call just bullshitting with each other. Hey, so, you know, I went to Bill's place the other day and he smoked up a good shoulder, blah, blah, blah. We're like, and then my foreman. They're catching up on like, the weekend. Yeah, right. And my, <laughs> my foreman's got his phone on mute every 10 minutes. He goes, hey, do you guys got an update on that uh, alarm clearance for T-Mobile? Oh, yeah, well, yeah we'll, we'll check into it. Oh, but man, that that steak was so good. Blah blah blah. He's like, he has a, he has them on mute and speakerphone, mm-hmm. and he's like, these fucking guys are literally talking about fucking barbecue. <laughs> I'm waiting for a goddamn email. <laughs> it was just oh so my frustrating. God. I still like this is again one of those moments that this is like something out of a goddamn comedy. And <laughs> and who the fuck would think that this happens? In the communication industry. Why? Why is there so such less communication <laughs> in the communication industry? I don't fucking get it. The guys who are trying to fix the communication problems it, and don't have the fucking communication. And some of these people too, like when I when I used to work on Sprint mm-hmm. and we would call their, their technicians to clear our alarms. Dude, some of these people work from home. Like I remember, I literally There's remember. There's like sales guys or this, IT guys. I forgot his last name, but his name was Danik. Or something like Dan. It was I called him Dan, but it was like Danica or something like that. So he's European as hell. Super European, right? <laughs> this dude worked from home. Every time I used to call the uh, the NOC, the mm-hmm. network operating center, um, they would transfer you to some guy who can read the alarms, troubleshoot yeah, through so, the phone. Oh, okay. So he's just like VPN in or something? Yeah. Yeah. So And then they would clear you. They'd log you out. Boom. You're good to go. The guy that I always had, Dan... Literally worked from home, bro. And I I never could understand 
why the fuck his kids always come into the office. Every time I'm on the phone with this guy, hey, Dan, can you log me out? I'm at site uh, 07 blah, 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 alpha. And you hear the little kids in the background? Literally, you just hear the, the door open, the and ah, and oh come on sandra hey daddy's on daddy's working sandra you gotta come on don't enter daddy's office i'm sorry about that mr herrera so you have a visual alarm a reading at uh four feet from antenna position four and we're like dude you're like it never <laughs> connected at all you're just <laughs> I'm like come on dude like this is your job and you're fucking like unprofessional as hell like i'm i know i'm unprofessional <laughs> but we're supposed to be unprofessional you know what yeah. i mean like we're the rock i mean raunchy rowdy tower climbers nobody right gives a you're, fuck you're, about you're us. looking around you're like where's the next bush so i can um, go get paid and take a deuce that's what i'm saying <laughs> well i never i always shit off the tower oh i always <laughs> that's did. even more ridiculous yeah, i always pooped off the tower that was that was <laughs> a moment of freedom it really is i'm just imagining i'm, you, I'm just imagining someone who's just like watching all of a sudden you just see like oh nobody's watching because you well, of you, course you, you get on the radio or you yell down to them brown hell and then they know it's coming get in the truck or you fucking face your fears i don't I, look up i peed on my a construction manager one time because he came he came on site while i was peeing right nobody told him that i was peeing so he comes on site doesn't even put his hard hat on, right? Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, as soon as he hops out of his truck, the wind shifts. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. And then I just. And you're like 300 feet up in the air. So I don't can. even see it. So it just dissipates. Yeah. And he, all I see is him just like fan. Just, oh, Jesus Christ. My vape just flew out of my hand. So I just see him like fan his hands around. Like he's like swatting at flies, right? And he's like, what the you motherfucker, when you come down here, I'm going to kick your ass. You're peeing on your CM, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm like Wayne, you pulled up to sight, man. Like, it's not me. So I get down after a long day, and he just, he had to stay. He had to stay, right, just to tell me what's up. Right. So I get down, and he, he does what he used to call turtle fucking. What? Which is just, he takes his hard hat and... Bang, right on the top of your head. Bing, bang, boom, right on the top of the head. So he's like, he's like, I get off the tower. He's like, go on and take your harness off. I'm about to turtle fuck the shit out of you. And I'm just like, okay, Wayne, I'm sorry for peeing on you. But you hopped out the truck. And and the wind. And He's like, you didn't see me pull up, goddammit. You know I got the white truck with the. He he had this big, stupid, uh, the marine globe and anchor. Yeah. He had a stupid decal on the hood, like. On the, the, the roof, top of the cab? The roof of his cab. So, oh like, like, you could spot him from a mile away. You know what I mean? It's like, you don't see the goddamn glowing anchor where I'm pulling up, goddammit. Like, Is he, like, a, a, a southern boy? No, he was Canadian. What? Canadian. Lived in Texas and, can, and Canada. And I specifically remember, I asked... I asked to have an, a meeting with him mm-hmm. as far as, like, a, a pay increase or something like that. And my... He was my construction manager. My project manager was like, no, he's back in Canada for like the rest of the year, which was like four months. I think it was Mm -hmm. like August, October at this point. And I'm like, why the fuck is he just taking a random four four month vacation to Canada? (laughs) He's like, no, dude, Wayne's Canadian. He has to live in Canada for four months out of the year to to retain citizenship. He wasn't as he wanted to keep Canadian citizenship. Yeah. So he, he was retaining his citizenship. And I'm like, oh. I would never, and like this dude, fucking, he lives in Texas, right? So like he has that Southern drawl on his, on his, 
his accent. Big old white dude with a belly. Fucking wears his patrol USMC cap every day. You know what I'm saying? Like, this guy just looks like he's from Texas. But he lives in fucking Canada. I'm like, how? Nobody would have known that. That's so weird. It's such a strange mixture. And the best part about it, he was married to a black woman. What? Yeah. This guy's just an enigma. Just crazy. And, like, when you see this guy and he talks to you, you're just like, oh, man, that's the good old boy from Southern Texas. Like, he don't give a fuck about no one. Nope. Married to a black woman has... I think he had like three kids, four kids, and he lives in Canada. That doesn't make any goddamn sense. No sense whatsoever. Like, why would you, you go from Texas to Canada? It's like completely extremes. Yeah. <laughs> it was completely mind boggling for me, but he was one of the greatest CMs I've ever had. Sounds like it. You brought him up a lot. He's, it sounds like you, you won and met a lot of interesting people to say the least. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost similar to almost being in the military to just the the characters that you meet because it, it of the, almost is dude it really is <clears throat> just I the mean, type of job right same day in day out routine mm-hmm. the only thing that happens the only thing that changes is the the uh the site right you know what i mean and yeah same day in day out routine you're just with nothing but men all yeah. the time Have i think ever, would you ever see any females i've seen like three females two of which were dykes I'm sorry, uh, lesbians. Wow. And then the other one was engaged to somebody in the industry, so that's mm. how she got into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, I think that would be the best way to do because, like, fuck, dude, this hourly rate that some companies give, man, like, for a husband and wife to be doing that, like, they could they could have literally sold their house and live in hotels, mm-hmm. make Bang, dude! They're both cashing yeah. in on at least seventy a year. With you no know degree. what I mean? <laughs> and per diem, which is non-taxable, mm. it's like I didn't know that. Yeah, per diem is non-taxable. And mm. when I was with Mostech, it was the greatest thing in the fucking world. I remember you saying some stuff about buying. They were hotels giving me eight hundred and fifteen dollars a week, non-taxable a week, a week. Huh? a week for hotels and money. Boy, I stayed in the shittiest super motel eights fucking anywhere, but I ate good. <laughs> I ate that really sounds good. about right. If I know anything about you, man, you just you and food. I didn't care. And like we, we would even take it a step further. Like when we got onto like nice common crews, like everybody had common ground, nobody hated yeah. each other. We would fucking bunk up four four or five guys in one room, just fucking racking in that per diem. Nobody cared. Oh, Jesus we, we, I remember one time, the highest amount of people, we had like six people in one hotel room. It was a double. Jesus. And we had to ask the the hotel for cots because they didn't have like sleeping rolls. Mm-hmm. So we had like four cots lined up. Just all lined up. And my cot was like right in the middle of the beds. <laughs> so every time these motherfuckers got up, they would step on me. Not as a not like, oh, I didn't see there. No, they would step on me on purpose because hey, you chose to sleep in the middle, fucking dumbass. Like, there's two sides of the bed, goddammit. You could you, you could go, you could get off on the wall and not step on anybody. But no, you gotta step on I, I feel like your personality lends yourself to be able to thrive in these environments. Absolutely. Because dude. I think other people who don't like are afraid and not as outgoing as you are would be totally not able to handle these environments at all. Yeah, it was it was pretty bad. And I'm I'm not gonna lie, I was a bad kid when I was on the road because 
being 19 years old, making in the first breath of freedom. Yeah. Like away like from your parents in kind a of different thing. city every week, making mm-hmm. like at least 2,500 every paycheck. You know what I mean? I was stupid. I mean, you rich. got, you got dollar signs for your eyeballs. Yeah. You're just like, you know yo, I mean? I'm rolling I in was, the dough. I was just a whole demon. I got, yeah. I got caught up with some drugs and mm-hmm. then I got this and that. I started becoming less safety oriented when I started doing the mom and pop shops. And then I started just, well, Hey, they only, they only want the work done, you know? Right. They're not going to pay us to come back to say they're going to pay somebody else. So fuck it. We're just going to get this done up and live. We got green. We got green lights. We're good to go. Who Peace. fucking cares how it's how it's how it's up there? Yeah, it's up there. And uh, yeah, when I when I started hopping around from mom and pop shops, I started caring less about myself and more about money. Mm. And that's when I kind of lost myself. Yeah, I can see that where it's like. Where you feel like you're not valued by the companies you work for, so you're just like, well, if yeah, I didn't. You, you know, I, we'll see. You I tie didn't. Your, you tie your worth into. I didn't care if the company valued me or not because they were paying me. Okay, I see. So I didn't care if they valued me or not. I would just if, if they didn't want me, I'd go, and then I would literally like some sometimes I would join a company for like a couple weeks only, mm-hmm. and then they would fire me, and then I would be living in Iowa or Nebraska or anywhere else that I was, Florida, mm-hmm. for like a couple weeks just on the Facebook Tower Climbers of America page just looking for jobs. Like, hey, anybody going to hire me? I'm already here in this area, okay. like blah, blah, blah. You're just like, like trying to just scrape yeah, whatever just, was around? Yeah, scrape by and stuff like that. But like it was, it was pretty hard, dude. Whenever I lost jobs and shit, I would fucking go back to the hotel room and be like, okay, fuck, dude. Like I have this much money left. Right. It's going to cost this much for a hotel for a month. Let's mm-hmm. just say that I'm going to be here for a month. If I don't, and I always, I always did a month. If I didn't make, if I didn't find a new job in a month, then I just went home. Right. This plain and simple. I was going to say, it's got to be really strange when you're like states away from like home. Like yeah. You have no car because you're driving in one of their company vans yep. and stuff like that. Like, yeah. And I was 19 through 23. So mm-hmm. I was never able, you have to be 25 and up. Oh yeah, to, to rent a, to rent a car for insurance or to, purposes, or for right? For insurance purposes, yes. So I never got to drive the truck. Some huh. people would let me, but then they, you know, they wouldn't let me all the time. Right. You it know, would be they, like they knew I was going out to the bars, like to the site or yeah. wherever. Like, no, no, I'm talking like for personal use. Oh, got it. Some people would let me drive the trucks, but no, for the most part, n- yeah, it was a no go. <clears throat> but um, yeah, dude, having having the mentality and the the blendability mm-hmm. that I have, I definitely, definitely made it out quite well in this industry because especially like, since like, I like to read people, you know, mm-hmm. how, you know how like, I like to just fucking get a good feeling of people. Mm-hmm. I could, I could literally, my foreman, I would read him first and not give a fuck about anybody else on the crew. Cause I'm not, you know what I mean? It's up right. to the foreman they're, whether they're or not I stay on the crew. Yeah. <laughs> So like, fuck you guys. I'm just going to, and I would raid my foreman. If he was militaristic, money, money. I would do everything he says, Mm -hmm. how he says it. And he's happy. Boom. Products, uh, results are showing. Products keep rolling. We keep getting new contracts. He doesn't care what I'm doing because I'm doing it his way. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And then some people are more carefree where they would be like, oh yeah, just, you know, go and do that. But they're like eyeing you while you're doing it just to make sure you're doing it right. Yeah. And then there's the people that like, that they, they say they trust you. Like, Hey, can you connectorize that? Yeah, I could connectorize that. Yeah. That's what I did with sprint. Oh, okay, cool. Connectorize it. And then they just stand right behind you while you're doing it. And they're like, no, that's wrong. No, you're not (laughs) supposed to do it like that. You're supposed to do it like this. And I'm like, no, that that's how you do it. 
the instructions actually say to do it like this. And then like, like <laughs> well, I guess you can do it like that, but oh my God, no, it's easier if you do it like this. And I'm like, no, it's fucking not. You're no. literally, you're canceling out two of these three steps. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, no, it I'm not doing You're it. not saving that much more time. Yeah. Like, no, That's I'd rather is. spend three extra minutes doing it my way. Make sure that it's done right. And then obviously they would get pissed off at that. Naturally. I got, I well, got kicked off of so many crews just for telling the foreman's like, no, you're fucking wrong. <laughs> Here's the piece of paper that says why you're wrong. You're fucking wrong. I'm not doing it your way. <laughs> Whoa, if you're not going to do it that way, then you fucking might as well just leave. And I'm like, okay, I don't care because I'm not doing it your way. That's fucking unsafe. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> that, that takes a special level of skill for or, or just a personality to be disagreeable like that and saying, I, I know what I'm doing. I, I and, never and then, I <laughs> never cared because, number one, it's my safety. Right. You know what I mean? Like, they don't give a fuck about me. They're here to make their money, and that's it. They don't care. They don't care about me. I have no correlation to these people whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, mind you. Do you know what the turnaround is out of curiosity? Because, like, I feel like the turnaround for this kind of job is, like, really, really high. Depends. Because you're. I I would think that it's really high, but then at the same time, I would think that it's maybe average because, you know, it's it's either, either you like it or you don't. Right. So it's. It's either you're in this industry for 30 years or you're only in it for five. Mm. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. type of deal. Because it, it, to me, it just seems like this this thing was like well, some, if you find a good team like you had with Wayne when you first started out, that shapes kind of like your trajectory. But then when you have a bad team and you have a bad leader who's like, you know, yeah, who either cuts corners or is like it's my way or the highway kind of thing is this not a good environment especially when, especially when you're working on sites and you're bouncing around and you're brushing shoulders all the day like absolutely like other jobs you can avoid people right yeah <laughs> like my uh my old boss donnie at top golf he he said it best he's like you know this is a fucking job whether you whether it's a shit job or or a, a the best job you possibly can have it's a job yeah you know what you're gonna spend eight hours with these guys every single day mm-hmm. you're gonna have your arguments you're gonna have your fucking disputes but guess what end that shit when when the shift is over right you come in the next day everything's fine yeah. if you still have something to squash out hash it out but don't fucking hold grudges this is the job this isn't your fucking house yeah you know what i mean and i had that mentality when i was climbing like no i don't i don't care if you don't like me because i'm 19 years old and i'm doing this faster than you like Right. Nobody fucking cares. I'm not I'm not looking at it like that either. I just want to get this done fast so we could get our fucking bonus. You know what I mean? Like that's we get a fucking we get a bonus for completing the site w- within 6 days. Of course I'm going to fucking work fast. Hell yeah, I'm going to I'm not going to milk it. Yeah. Well, you want to milk it just cuz you want your hours? You're stupid because our bonus is going to be more than the 10 hours that we put in. Like you're fucking right. you're just you're just stupid. No, well, we got to fucking milk it because if we complete these sites fast, then they're going to expect that of us. Oh, my God. No, that, fuck, they're not. That whole no, mentality. they're not. Ugh. It's so stupid. And it's like, I always cared about my safety because, like I said, nobody fucking cares about you. They're here to make their own well, money. They're here to pay their own mortgages, you know, take care of their own kids. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, like, the, the, the safety part of it is kind of like, it's up to you to be mindful enough about what you're doing, especially if you're climbing, like someone else, like if you're up there 300 feet in the air, like where you clip on is, it's not like someone else is going to clip it for you. Right. <laughs> in <laughs> fact, it's, it's actually illegal now 
Is it to undo someone's uh, safety clip? Damn right, to it clip it all somewhere else. It's damn illegal. right. It absolutely should, it should be. be. <laughs> it should be absolutely. It's like you know, pulling someone like pointing a gun at somebody with even if the safety's on. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, you just don't fucking do it. Yeah. It's just something. It's common sense. It's just like don't e- do it. it's just etiquette. Yeah. <laughs> etiquette. Yeah. It's that's so. That's perfect. Yeah. Etiquette. It's so crazy to me that like some of these these mentalities are they seem so archaic <clears throat> at this point where it's like this like. And me being such a such a young kid, I'm like, how the fuck can grown ass men think like this? Like, how can you? A 36-year-old man who has a mortgage, kids, and a fucking wife of, like, 10 years you guys have been together. Mm -hmm. How can you be so fucking mad that a 19-year-old is doing the same job as you that you have to fucking throw that 19-year-old into the dirt? Yeah. How fucking small are you? Like, it's just, it never fucking, I never got it. Mm -hmm. Never got it. Everybody always hated me. I mean, and I see it now in in my crewmates. Uh, Will and Sam, they're 20 years old. I see it now, dude. Like, they're like, oh, yeah, man, that guy doesn't fucking like me because I did this. And I told him that it wasn't safe enough. And he said, I'm a pussy and I didn't do it. I'm like, good for you, dude. You should tell him to go f- suck a fucking dick because that's unsafe for you. He's like, yeah, dude, I fell one time. And, dude, I got like a fucking, I, he has like a scar on his, his elbow where yeah. some rust clipped him or something oh, like Jesus. that. Yeah, that's not good. And he's like, yeah. And it was because I didn't want to climb it because I saw the rust there and it, it looked like it was going to fall. And then, of course, I clip to it and I start climbing it and I fall four feet. And I'm like, yeah, that's because that guy's feet. a fucking that guy that can care about you. No, the guy in like because because at the end of the day, the guy's going to be like, well, he climbed it. Yeah. I didn't tell him to climb it. Yeah. What's he going to say? Right. It's, he said she said at that and point. for context, they were in uh, a water tower mm-hmm. and the ladder that goes up on the inside of the water tower takes you to like all the different levels and stuff. So. When it got to the first level, he noticed that it was heavily rusted on the right side. Like, it was rusted on the actual ladder part, not the rungs. Mm-hmm. So, he was like, yeah, I'm not climbing that. And then his foreman or crewmate or whatever, he's like, dude, you're a fucking pussy. Like, just go up and climb it. And him being four months into the industry, he's like... He's like, I can't say no. Yeah, okay, well, I guess I'll just do it. Sure enough, he fell four feet. Jesus Christ. He deployed his lanyards and everything. And he's like, it was fucking scary, dude. I'm like... Hell yeah, it's scary. I fall, <laughs> I've fallen too, but I'd fallen off of my own just doing dumb shit. Right. You know what I mean? Just, and I never really felt, I don't think I've ever felt four feet. I might have deployed my lanyards, but I don't think I fell four feet ever. That's a long fall. Four feet is, yeah. That's enough for, uh, you can break an ankle or something. Break an ankle, shoulder. You, yeah, depending on how you land, it depends. But anything. I mean, it's no joke either way. I mean, especially in, in the scenario that you're you're describing, where something breaks, like it's a you know what I mean metal failure. Like and you're you're not prepared, so your body's gonna just and we work panic. all around metal. There's all threads that are cut with a bandsaw and oh, not that's fucking great. burred off. I was you gonna know what say, I mean? Like, yeah. Just imagine where just if you land somewhere bad, yeah, you, you can it, get impaled. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's just fucking is dangerous. Like I remember, I was on top of the tower and I took my hard hat off and I was like, why the fuck do we need hard hats if we're on the top of the tower? Nothing's going to fall on us. Sure enough, I look right and I get fucking an all thread right to the temple. I'm oh, like, geez. boom, okay, maybe that's maybe that's why we wear the hard hats. Yeah, that kind of hurt. Oh, is that blood? Oh, that's blood. Okay. Yeah, hey, like, hey guys, can you uh, fly the some band-aids up here? I'm kind of bleeding. 
Why'd you take off your hard hat, idiot? It's fucking hot, dude. I have curly hair. Like, it's hard. It's hot. <laughs> it's hot. <laughs> it's hard, dude, to fucking oh, lock dude, up all this hair inside of a hard hat. I saw, your, I saw your video today where you're wearing a beanie just to keep it under I control. I have to. <laughs> and I have to undo the ponytail, too. Like, I have to have the hair just slick back, wear the hat, and then throw the hard hat on. Yeah, that's no joke. That's just insulation. If I if I don't <laughs> do the hat, then my hair's just gonna be like rubbing all up against the hard hat whenever it moves and stuff. <laughs> and then when I take off the hard hat, it's all locked into like the plastics and stuff. So I'm like, I take my hard hat off like a half an inch, and then my hair gets ripped. And I'm like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you're like, ow, oh, this hurts. <laughs> The, the the long hair struggles it's the long curly hair struggles i never would have expected that because it always yeah the, the the inside of a hard hat is the strangest thing ever yeah it almost makes no sense to be totally honest <laughs> i i don't do you have, know do you have electronic hat or hard hats now really yeah where they like embed electronics inside of them i don't know exactly what they're i think it might have lights embedded into like the brim or something that would be nice yeah i think they're used for like miners if i had to, if i had a guess that would make sense but yeah, because we, we did some tests on those at work, and I was like, what the hell? I'm like, who, who why are you doing this? Mm. <laughs> I, I was like, the strangest thing ever of all like of yeah. all the things that you'd have electronics inside is put... A fucking hard hat. Yeah. I, I'd have to go see him again. I think we're getting some different ones in, but yeah. Cool. Well, we're just over an hour, so if there's any other things, like where are you going next? Like, what's the next deal? Next is, I think... Or on the horizon. What I, wanted, what I really want to do is getting getting into tower modifications. So right. like uh, you were the greatest friend ever and you bought me that welding mask. Oh yeah. I want to get into welding so that I could, a tower, a tower welder mm-hmm. makes $80 an hour. Oh boy. Starting. That makes a lot of sense because welding is not easy. And then if you're up in the air. Suspended by ropes. Welding. Yeah. It's a pretty rough job from what I hear. Yeah. But I would love to get into it because it's, do you know what kind of welding it is out of curiosity? Um, I think it's, a, what is it, that acetylene? Okay. Acetylene torch. Okay, it, well, that's it cutting. To... Okay, well, maybe not then. It might be TIG welding if I had to guess. I don't know. Because, well. Well, uh, what they do is for mm-hmm. monopoles, at least, mm-hmm. the modifications would be um, just long ass steel like two by fours. Oh Jesus. And they're probably like 60 to 80 feet in length. Yeah. And they, what you're supposed to do is they beef up the structural integrity of the outside walls. Yeah. So when there's cables being ran inside, there's hooks on the inside that you can hook the cables to. And when you hook enough cables in, it starts decreasing the structural value and it starts bringing the tower into itself. Oh, well, when you add these modifications, then it's just big fucking aluminum slash steel two by fours. They're yeah. like 80 feet fucking hold that bitch up. <laughs> what you do with these bars is you you're supposed to drill every two inches mm-hmm. and then put a fucking nut in and secure okay. it, a nut and screw and secure it. And uh, after you drill it and then secure it. Then you're supposed to weld it. Right. And then that's like the finishing touch. Like it's mm-hmm. fucking stuck there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then that's, That sounds like make then, if I had to guess. Metal injected. Probably. It's because the other one, has, it requires like a current and 
electric clamp to drive a current through it. It's a whole mess. We actually did a test with that where we were trying to yeah. induce a we had a, a giant <clears throat> crane from like one of those uh, seaport, um, not seaport. Yeah, I guess it would be. Or it's actually, it's actually a nuclear reactor crane. But, Shit. Yeah, you know, like the ones where they pull out the the giant cargo containers where it goes left oh, and right yeah, the, over the, the two standing and it just yeah, moves it can in moves between. In, it's like the the same thing as a three D printer okay, idea yeah. where it can move in four axes right. at once. Right. So basically, it's this giant cabinet that's like four feet tall and the size of a bus. Holy shit! Maybe half of a bus, like lengthwise, and it would basically. We, we were doing all sorts of tests on it, but the, one of the tests they want to do is basically near the cabinets do simulated welding because uh, arc welding is running electric current so that it would create basically static noise, right. electromagnetic noise nearby. So there, if, if you're working in an industrial environment, there's a chance that someone's going to do welding nearby. So right. if that interference drops out any of these power electronics and this shit is crazy. Yeah, I wouldn't fucking like, like, I wouldn't doubt it. Like we had a simulated load uh, on the on the it's just a giant motor and we're running it at like 10% power and it's like each of the phases can draw like 50 amps each. Oh, AC. So it's like it's just nuts. Damn. And I got to see inside the cabinets. <laughs> it's like I'm like what is I'm like this is what people need to see when you're in school. Like, this is back to the blue collar shit. Like, really? Like, when you hear power electronics, you're, like, dealing with a little tiny IC shit that's, like, rinky-dinky batteries or something, like, that you can buy at Walmart. And it's like, okay, that's what you think power is in your brain. And then you, you get to a real job, and you deal with, like, 500 volts or 1,000 volts. <laughs> and then you're and like, what is DC? Yeah. Oh, right. that can kill me. Right. Oh. Yeah, oh. and then and then you learn, and then you have interns that don't respect voltages, and they shock themselves, and then yeah. they don't learn. It's like you shock yourself once, you're like okay, just that's yep, respect it. Ooh, I had um, <laughs> I definitely learned to respect electricity when I fucking arced. Oh yeah, a wrench to a battery cabinet. Don't do that. Horrible. Yeah. So. And that's when I that's when I first learned about insulated tools too. Never knew those were a thing. Nobody fucking told rubber, me about you them. You should be using rubber tipped screwdrivers yeah. just in case yep. that anything inside the cabinets so, is is grounding itself. So with Sprint, they had these battery cabinets. Well, with every every carrier, they have a battery cabinet and then like just a normal cabinet that talks to the equipment. Yeah, the battery cabinet has these little screws that you screw onto the batteries and then you're supposed to, well, for Sprint at least, you're supposed to plug in some, like, hosing yeah. for, like, some battery acid leakage, whatever. Okay, so it's Gas just, like, a drainage or, or something? Yeah, like a yeah. drainage system. And it literally just goes out to the bottom of the cabinet. If it drips, it drips. It usually doesn't. Right, it's just for, so it doesn't pull up inside the encasing. Yeah, or so the there's enclosure. no gases or yeah. acid inside of the yeah, cabinet. Yeah, because that would eat through the electronics over time. Yeah, yeah. Just makes sense. So there's these 10 millimeter screws that go on the top of the cabinets that oh, no. um, connect like a, a copper flat washer, like a stupid long flat washer that just goes from battery to battery. And that's what... Uh, oh, is it the thing that holds down on top of the battery, like yeah, in your yeah. car? Yeah, that's what goes on... Um, no, no, no. It, yeah, yeah. Like the negative and positive. Yeah. That's what goes across to each battery. Yeah. So um, 10 millimeter uh, wrench. I'm wrenching down these fucking things. And I knew the cabinet was live, but I didn't. 
I knew that there was potential of an arc, but I didn't really think that I was going to arc it because I've already been working on these cabinets for like mm -hmm. so long. Never knew about insulated tools. So I'm just fucking going with this metal wrench. Like, I'm going to wait till it stops moving. Right? Leather <laughs> gloves. And I'm fucking, sure enough, I'm like wrenching it down. And then I like wrench it down too much. And I ratchet it. And it touches. I'm wearing a leather glove. And it touches the side of the cabinet, which is like a steel. Just a steel oh, God. tiny steel beam. Fucking. Just fucking big, bright blue flash. And I fucking freaked the fuck out. I was like, holy shit. I dropped back like 10 feet. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Dude, it literally welded my wrench to the cabinet. We oh. had we had to cut my uh, the wrench piece, not like the socket, yeah. you know? We had to cut the wrench piece off with a bandsaw because we couldn't close the cabinet. It was arced and welded it to the welded? fucking cabinet. And like, like two inches of my wrench was sticking ah. out. So we're like, uh... Let's just cut it off. We're not going to get yeah. it. Where it's it's there. Jesus it's Christ. it's there, you know. See, this is why I I I I know this stuff. Like I know the theory of electronics. That was fucking scary. It still freaks me the hell out yeah. to this day. Yeah. Like I deal with 480 and I'm just like <clears throat> I like use one finger still. Not not because I'm a prima donna. It's because <laughs> I'm like if this decides to explode, I'm going halfway across the room. <laughs> I yeah, that did happen. I I blew up a transformer. Oh shit! I was like, from me to like that amplifier, I, I flipped the four eighty volt breaker and I went like, yeah, I think it should work now. And I go, here we go. And I like wait. I'm like, cool. Everything looks like it's powering on here. You know, like the, the electricity sound when <laughs> things turn on, hum. And all of a sudden, I look over and this this little this little step down transformer. You know, this is why you label shit properly. <laughs> Apparently, it was a bad transformer. Mm. It was working before, but up until that point. Up until that point. It was a bad one. And so we turned this thing on, and all of a sudden you're... And it bursts into flames. <laughs> My quality manager is like sitting where, standing where you are talking to the customer. I'm like... Oh. <laughs> Everything's fine. Everything's this, fine. That was supposed to happen. It's, we overloaded... Yeah. The transformer. That's what we're no, supposed to do. The worst part is we, we, we like reverse polarity on it before that. And so it like <gasps> turned into a magnet. The cables we had running into it, like just like, Oh decided, shit. It was, we were having issues because we were like, why is it not working? It should be a step down. We're not getting the right voltage. Things are wrong. This was a, we were testing a, uh, a transformer that goes into a train. Oh shit. Yeah. We test a whole bunch of weird shit. So yeah. <laughs> I remember I did the, yeah. I worked for two weeks with you. Yeah, yeah the, that was the infusion fun. pumps. Um, but yeah, it, it's just every week I'm dealing with just insane stuff. And just for, uh, I can't name customers, for for uh, confidentiality reasons. But right, yeah. the, the, it's, just, uh, it's just crazy. I'm just like, <clears throat> yeah, you know, we, no one told me that. I'm like, I just kind of grabbed a transformer on the shelf. Yeah. It looked newish. And just, no. I'm like, I'm glad I wasn't that close to it that or it turned into shrapnel and I'm just like yeah. cool. <laughs> cool. <laughs> like it's crazy. Like the 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 stupid accidents that happen or yeah. could happen, you know, yeah. back to the one with the fall and stuff like that. Like Yeah, you, it's you, just you could be thinking you're doing it right. You you it and it's all complacency. Yeah. You just fucking I've done this a thousand times, I'm gonna keep doing it the same way. It just happens to be that this site requires one extra step. And you just and it throws you off with just step. a little bit. You're like, it'll be fine, right? And then the whole site's fucked. And then you're like, what the fuck? 
Yeah. Well, dude, it's almost been an hour and a half. So it's been a great one. Yes, it has. Actually, we, we, we got a lot out of this one. We did. And you, we did. you hadn't really gone as deep into the tower world as you as you had before. So it's kind of cool to pull back the curtain a little bit and yeah. see what's what's new. Definitely. And, and uh, yeah. now that you're staying local is nice. Too. Very nice. Dude. I <laughs> fucking love it. I come home and I have dinner everywhere. I get to see my beautiful girlfriend every mm-hmm. night. Fucking sleep in my own bed. Right. Yeah. Dude. I feel like you'd only fuck. handle. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. I was, I was working 80 to a hundred hours and sleeping on a fucking, like it, it felt like I was just sleeping on a plank of wood, the yeah. hotel bed, shitty hotel beds. You know what I mean? I come home every night. And you could ask Emily, she like, I get home, I chill for 30 minutes and then I'm literally in the bed. I'm in the bed. I may not be asleep, but I'm just in the bed. Don't move me. Don't ask me no question. I'm not going to walk the dog. Like That's it. I'm done. That's it. It's, it's batteries drained. Yeah. That's, it's not even batteries drained. It's just, I feel the bed and the bed does not want me to leave. So I'm just not. Dude, I totally know that feeling. That's happened. <laughs> that happened yesterday. I, I decided to go run at Bussy Woods. It's the seven point six miles I ran. God. It was a bad idea. Cause I, I I was I was driving around. And I'm like, yeah, I think I'm like, it's a nice day out. I might go run to Bussy Woods. And then I'm like, I'm like, you know, if you start, you're not gonna stop, right? I'm like, yeah, you're probably right about that. I'm like, we're gonna do it. I'm, anyway. gonna, I'm gonna like finish the lap. And so I, I'm like, all right, yeah, I'll be fine. I'll do it. I'm like, I, I don't <laughs> got anything to going on today, anyways. Like it was either that or go drink and then work on the podcast or something. And so then I. I freaking, I, I get started and my left ankle is like just tighter than a motherfucker. Like every step I'm taking, I'm like, ah, like, like I'm not feel like the right ankle motion. You know how it goes. Like it just feels tight and you're just like, man, this sucks. And I'm like getting there. I'm like, all right, it's three miles. I'm like, if it like, just take a step and just, you know, rub out your foot and get the knot out or whatever it is. Right. And then I, I'm like, all right, I think it's, it's gotten better. And so like, like mile four, I'm like, all right, I'm good. I got this. I'm like in the zone now. And by the time I'm done, I'm like in the zone. I'm like, dude, I could have kept going. I feel pretty damn good now. I'm like, what the hell is wrong with me? <laughs> like, I'm doing this for fun now. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, who the fuck runs for fun? <laughs> like, for real. Like, I did, it was like an hour and 40 minutes of running. And I'm like, I'm like, this is what happens when you listen to like uh, David Goggins and all those crazy marathon yeah. runner people. I'm like, they just tell you like, yeah, you could do it, and just, just just you know, put one foot in front of the other, and then it's you versus you, and it's I'm like, yeah, that sounds fucking dope. You hit yourself with that Forrest Gump, and I was running. Yeah, <laughs> dude, it's bad. Like, I'll get like to mile four. I'm like, I think I can go longer. Yeah. I'm like, I think I can do it. I'm like, it's either. I'm like, let's see where the dark place is. Like, that's the that's where I go. I've been telling everybody this now. Yeah. It's, I try to find the dark place. It's like where. Like, where does my body quit or where does my brain quit? And if my brain quits, it, I'm a bitch. So then it's, so they have two hashtags. And I told Jordan this on the last podcast we just did on uh, Saturday. But it w- it's, so hashtag earn your shower because I fucking love that. Nice. Because That's a, a good one. In a world of blue collar people or white collar people who wake up and take a shower every day, you didn't earn it. I'm sorry. Absolutely not. You sit in AC every day. I do too. Sometimes it's like half AC, but I still, I don't know what it is about me, but I got to earn a shower every day. Yeah. And then the other one is conquer your inner bitch. 
That's a good one. That's a great one. <laughs> so it's between the two. And I kind of say them as mantras all the time. I'm like, yeah, I like both of those. I like conquer your inner bitch. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. I'm actually going to use that one <laughs> since me and Emily are starting the gym, the gym yes. life. Like when you feel like you don't want to do it. And I'm granted, I do this every fucking day where I don't want to like work out or something. I'm like, oh, I'm fucking tired or I'd rather eat. Like that's, you know. Right. So if I, if I say you got to conquer your inner bitch or like. Instead of earn your shower, earn your food. That's a good one, too. Yeah. yeah that's... <laughs> and, like, since we're starting this gym life, Emily's, um, she's actually starting to diet and stuff. And mm-hmm. I told her straight up, I'm like, listen, I, I fully support you doing this diet thing. But I'm going to let you know right now, I'm not hopping on the diet train. <laughs> I just can't. I'm not going to do it. I just, I'm not going to do it. I like I'm well screw you and your metabolism buddy yeah well you know (laughs) (laughs) I'm you and Jordan freaking Jordan and his freaking metabolism the mongoose metabolism I don't know what the hell it is it's something something rare it's all really is it's the worst freaking Jordan is just like a dumpster yeah and he lighted on fire he's disgusting (laughs) because he he literally works out and then eats like a fucking Portillo's chocolate cake slice Two cookies and then like half a pizza. And he's like, damn, I'm still And hungry. four beers. Y'all wanna go to Kuma's? Like, no, dude, you're fucking fat. Dude, you're just speaking of which, we went to fucking Village Tavern. Uh-huh. And Jordan's like, Oh, you know what I'm gonna get? I'm gonna get the nachos. Oh, and I'm gonna get a soup. And he's like, Wait, you got soup to go? Because we we're like there by closing time and that you know, they're yeah. servers, so everybody knows them. He's like, Yo, I'm gonna get two soups to go. And he's like, he's like, I'm gonna eat one of these tonight. I'm like, bro, it's already nine o'clock. You don't got many more hours in the day to eat. I swear to God, I don't know where it goes. That motherfucker can eat, man. He puts it down. Like, I have a bird stomach, so, like, I eat, like, seven times out of the day, but very small quantities. That you peck, like, This motherfucker eats, like, five full-ass, like, prison last meals, like, enjoy your shit, like, all fucking day. This dude goes to restaurants and orders like $30 a plate for himself. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like and then he eats his girlfriend's food, too. Yeah. Yeah, he's... He's, he's like, you're going to eat that? He's a fat uh, motherfucker. See, this is perfect. I'm so glad it ended this way because now he's getting... Like, <laughs> Fuck you, Jordan, you fat ass. Because <laughs> Jordan's like the most appeared on the podcast. And so everyone's going to be like, oh. Yeah. Not everybody knows that Jordan is a fat ass. <laughs> and that's... Well, we're going to end this episode. He's a fat heifer. I love you, Jordan, but you're fat. (laughs) Great episode. Yep. I want to take a quick second and talk about how you can support our show. I believe this is the most honest way that I can connect with you, the listener, and put it in front of everyone. You can support our show for as little as 99 cents a month. We release four podcasts a month, all at an average length of about an hour. That means you are supporting us at just 25 cents an hour. That's a, that's cheaper than the dollar menu. I think it's safe to say that we provide more value than that. And if you learn anything from our content, please consider becoming a supporter today with the link in the description of any episode or on the website at feedingcuriosity.net. And with that, thanks for listening and please enjoy the show. You just listened to an episode of Feeding Curiosity. Thank you all for listening and tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a like, subscribe, go check out the website over at feedingcuriosity.net and all the other things that we're doing there. And once again, thank you all 
for tuning in and we will see you in the next episode.